are listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse. Hello, and thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse, recorded here at the Plano Chamber office located in the Legacy Texas Business Center. I'm Kelly Marsalis, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber. And I'm Lamont Thomas, 2019 Board Chair of the Plano Chamber. This podcast is brought to you by WorkSuites. Trying to work from home? WorkSuite offices are move-in ready and with meeting rooms, co-working spaces, coffee lounge, and the latest IT to take care of every detail so you can focus on running your business. Check out all 15 DFW locations at WorkSuites.com. And now it's time to introduce you to today's guest, Pamela Ziegler-Petty is a business banker at Capital One and a dedicated community volunteer. A graduate of Leadership Plano Class 31, which I'm sure I'll find out is the best class ever. (laughs) Her community involvement includes service on the Leadership Plano Board, as well as leadership roles with Junior League of Collin County, Texas Mezzanine Fund, and Rotary Club of McKinney Sunrise. Currently, she serves as immediate past chair of Art Center of Plano, a board member for Business Council of the Arts, and sits on the Plano ISD Diversity Advisory Council. Pamela lives in Plano with her husband, Tony, and the couple has one son, Blake. Pamela, thank you for being here today. I am so honored. Thank you for having me. So, Pamela, if you've been in the banking industry since you moved to Texas more than 15 years ago. How have you seen the industry change over the years? Well, it's been very interesting. When I entered the market here in Texas, um, the industry was very robust. However, in 2008, the real estate market declined, and it's really been a steady climb back to normalcy um, over the years. Um, I've seen a number of the new banks evolve um, since I began in this market, and it's more competitive today. Uh, More product offerings, more sophistication, i.e. mobile banking, et cetera. Interest rates were up. They've come down to some of the lowest rates, making it affordable to purchase homes, businesses, and et cetera. And then not long ago, rates began to to rise, and then now they've started to come back down. And so it's made it prime time to invest in real estate and other things you've thought about purchasing. So you recently accepted a new role with Capital One as a business banker, and I'm sure you're learning a lot about your new company. So fill us in. What's something our listeners might not know about Capital One? Well, I can tell you it is much more than the credit card company that entered this market. (laughs) Um, Capital One promotes the institution, quite frankly, as technology versus a bank. Um, It's focused on cutting-edge, streamlined solutions for customers and seems to be very proud of being a disruptor, i.e. reshaping the industry's status quo in banking. Um, I understand it to be possibly five years ahead of our peers in approach and solutions, and we offer small business loans, innovative depository uh, services, and there is a phenomenal escrow tool that we use to efficiently manage cash flow. And you guys have some good commercials. And we have great commercials. (laughs) And I must say this, um, comprised of phenomenal employees who are very smart and um, continue to be very innovative. So, Pam, banking is your profession and been doing it and doing it quite well. But it also appears that working in a community is really your passion based on being involved in so many organizations. What's fueled that interest in being a part of the community? 
So I'll go just a little bit back in history. Growing up, I was surrounded by professionals and politicians launching thriving careers. And I actually started working on campaigns as young as six years old, passing out flyers, assembling literature, knocking on doors, etc. I entered the banking industry over 20 years ago with Bank of the Ozarks and created, developed, and launched their very first community development division. I was recruited to the bank after launching a nonprofit entrepreneurship program, followed by creating a small business bill for economic development under the leadership of then uh, Governor Mike Huckabee. Really? Okay. So I've, I've been, uh, I've always believed that I should be actively involved in the communities where I work and live. So what's been one of your most rewarding projects or engagement in, from a community standpoint? <laughs> there have been a bunch, but if I had to drill down to, let's say, more recent ones, I'm very proud under the leadership of Art Center of Plano, establishing the very first African-American art exhibit um, for the organization. Later last year, we launched and secured financing from uh, Toyota as a sponsor and brought to town the incredible Kinsey Collection. Um, I must say that that was truly incredible. It required bringing corporate partners to the table to assist us. And quite frankly, uh, the family is so phenomenal. And the history, the culture, and the way it brought the community together was fantastic. And then most recently, I am really, really proud um, to work with Local Profile, and I assisted in uh, developing the dynamic women of color. And that is something that has not been done in this market, and so I'm thrilled to be a part of that. They had a really great event this this fall, right? With the Yes, I think we had it in, I want to say September, mm -hmm. um, and we were trying something new, and we were allowed to showcase five African-American women who are doing phenomenal in business. Um, and we maxed it out for the first time around. Um, they gave phenomenal tips. And so that's just been a heartfelt, incredible moment for me. So great. Good. Well, when we talk about nonprofits, a lot of people jump to health, children, things that are more well-known nonprofits, mm -hmm. um, but arts organizations are a huge part of the nonprofit world too. Uh, now you talked a little bit about the Art Center, but you're also on the Business Council of the Arts Board. Can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that organization and your work there? Certainly. First of all, very blessed to be a part of that board. Um, it is truly um, a catalyst for the arts. It, in, in a sense, is an advocate, strong influencer, that believes businesses and corporations have a duty to invest employees, to invest in their employees to foster the arts. Lamont is a recipient yeah. of the prestigious Obelisk Award and has committed to the arts and spoken to encourage business leaders to become involved. So I know he knows a lot about it. BCA, or Business Council for the Arts, also has a Leadership Arts Institute um, that we refer to as LAI. It's been established for a long time in the Dallas market and then in recent years has launched a program here in Collin and Denton County. Um, it goes for about nine months and the whole intent is to groom professionals to serve on nonprofit boards once they um, complete their time in the program. And one last thing, uh, currently uh, I, along with Philip Silvestri, um, currently co-chair 
the LAI initiative here in Collin County. And our intent is to create interesting opportunities for those in the class to experience um, in this market. As you know, we don't have a ton of museums and those type of things, but we have art all around us. And so uh, we're trying to think outside of the box to provide um, a wonderful experience for those who are in the class. And it is a wonderful class. I have two employees that are in the I current know. class. Yay. And after every meeting, they come back and say, thanks for supporting us. Yay. This is fabulous. This that's is fantastic. fabulous. We'd love to establish pipelines, too. Um, that's very, very important in our market to make sure that we have folks that come behind us and continue um, to promote programs that are important. Great. And thank you, Lamont. You're welcome. Well, we have some more questions for Pamela, including um, a little bit more about the business case for the arts, which is so important. We've learned over the years in DFW how important um, arts can be for our community. So let's take a quick break for a message from our presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse, Work Suites. Are you looking for a place to get your work done? Work Suites is not only impressive looking, they also offer affordable full service offices, meeting rooms, and co-working spaces that are designed for privacy, productivity, and professionality. Available furnished or unfurnished, these turnkey offices are move-in ready today with no long-term lease commitment and minimal upfront capital. Contact WorkSuites.com or call 888-312-WORK to check out any of their three Plano locations or 15 DFW area locations. That's 888-312-WORK or worksuites.com. Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We're joined today with Pamela Ziegler Petty, business banker at Capital One. Pamela, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So Pamela, before the break, we were talking about the Business Council of the Arts. I uh, want to know why you believe that businesses, and you speak, can you expand a little bit further because you're also an arts center Plano and art seems to be a theme about is that a passion is that something that's developed over the years absolutely so I <laughs> I began my journey into art on a very different path and quite frankly um, it was almost a fluke for me. Um, back in my days when I was doing banking in Arkansas, I actually banked a gallery in the market. And so the owner would often uh, encourage me to come down and visit and see the art, the works that she had. And it was an African-American uh, gallery. And so I'd go to the gallery and she'd show me different things and she'd be so excited about the art and I'd go, Okay, I was not that <laughs> enthusiastic. But over time, I guess she knew that it was really important for me to understand not only the fact that art tells our stories, art is history, art is creative, art requires a level of um, intuition, the ability to think and be creative um, to an extent that is just truly I think that they're brilliant. And so as time went on, um, while I didn't like some of the things that she, she would show me, I started to pick up my own style. And so when I'd see something in the gallery, I'd go, oh my God. And unfortunately for me, that meant that that was probably a purchase that was getting ready to transpire. <laughs> and so over the years, she invested in me. Her name is Garbuckle Hearn, and she's still in the market now and began to teach me all of the things about art, um, including um, artists, how they get to where they are, um, the way their thought processes are, and 
with her leadership really allowed me to see just how creative and brilliant each one is. And from there, um, I, I would say I've been on a journey probably in, in pursuit of not only purchasing art, but just being in love with every facet of it. Art comes in so many forms. You've got uh, performing arts, you have music. I grew up actually in music in school. Um, my son did as well. And you just have so many dynamics that you can look at and that you can really grab a hold to and become enchanted by it. So my love for art is genuine. I don't know what I'd do without the opportunity to go hear concerts, symphonies, um, to meet artists who do some of the most phenomenal works that you, that you can't imagine. And um, that's what has brought me to the arts organizations um, here. So it's just been, quite frankly, natural. Um, not anything constructed. Um, I do it because I love it and I'm just really passionate about it. And I am truly committed to helping our organizations thrive. So businesses are really focused on STEM programs right mm -hmm. now, but as art and the value of art to business, mm -hmm. why should they put an A in there and focus on STEAM? Oh my goodness. I love that, I love that question. I have been advocating for that A portion of the arts to be added to STEM for quite some time. Um, I don't know how you can um, really continue to teach students to be innovative without adding the A portion of it. STEM folks are intelligent, brilliant, um, interested in discovering the next thing. But the A piece that comes into it is creativity, it's innovation, it's thinking outside of the box. And so when you add that component to it, you have a tremendous uh, tremendous thing going. I would say for businesses, it's really, really important, um, I think, for them to invest in their employees um, because it, it, it creates um, innovation. It creates the next level. And so if you have a well-rounded employee who can think outside of the box and also make that match something within the traditional form, I think you've got a home run. I've also really, I've also thought, and I think you and I talked about this once before, that art really helps people see the qualities in others that are different as well. Absolutely. To where, you know, it, it helps understand other cultures, other people, and I think that's really important as well, seeing we're such a diverse community. Yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a philosophy that art is one of the, one of the forums that truly does not allow discrimination in any form or fashion. It is what it is, and every person that um, comes across it has the opportunity to see it through their own lens. And so I believe that it brings communities, it brings folks together for the greater good. So I believe that it's just something that is um, empowering. That's so great. Well, keeping on that topic, um, another area of focus for you has been in diversity and inclusion, <laughs> and you're serving on the Plano ISD's Diversity Advisory Council right now, and you used to chair the Junior League of, of Collin County's Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Uh, why do you think this work is important to you? And beyond what we just talked about from the arts, what are some of the things that you hope to achieve with these groups? So diverse, equitable, inclusiveness um, is a hot topic. But for me, quite honestly, it's always been something I am passionate about and committed to. Um, I tend to see things um, from the perspective that I need to do as much as I can 
to help others. I hope that my legacy one day will be um, that I did something good, I did something well, and that I took another person to the next level. I, I typically am truly an advocate for women, people of color, uh, folks with disabilities, um, people who are underserved, people who are often overlooked. Um, I believe that it is important to have all perspectives at the table, and that is whether it's a nonprofit organization, whether it's a corporation, but I just, I don't see how we can do good and do well together if we are not embracing everyone. And so um, D&I for me really does include all facets. It's not just people, but it's being able to understand the ideas and diversity of um, their thought processes. So um, it's just something that I've been really committed to. Um, I want to say when I was in Junior League of Collin County, I was fortunate to chair the Diversity and Inclusion uh, Committee and uh, took it very seriously with the uh, president at that time. JLCC, as we refer to it, um, is a big organization. And so it's really important that we bring everyone together and that we do um, a better job of trying to communicate and understand each other's differences. So one of the things that I was able to do um, in my year as the chair was create, first of all, an internal model. I felt that it was important that we understand each other. It's not something typically that you're gonna be able to overcome very quickly, but at first you must at least launch the effort. So we had an internal presentation. It was one of the first, and uh, Katie was part of our, um, our, our work group at the time. And we brought in one of the folks from the Ferguson Commission. And I just want you to know, it was pretty doggone phenomenal. Um, it was a smaller group, maybe 50, 60 women, but we were able to listen to ideas uh, about perceptions and the things that happened at that time and hear it from a different perspective that you potentially didn't get from the media. Um, another deal that we did um, prior to me exiting was creating the very first community event for diversity inclusion. Uh, went after Toyota again and they said yes. And so they agreed to host us at their facility. Um, we had a couple of speakers who are leaders in the DNI market and it was absolutely phenomenal. We maxed out that presentation as well. So it's been a pretty important thing to me and I hope to continue to do, to do the work in the community. And Toyota's been a great partner for us. They sponsor the Chambers Culture and Inclusion Alliance. So yes, we're happy to have them so engaged in the community on topics like that. Absolutely. So Pam, you mentioned your legacy and part of that legacy will be that in 2017, you were awarded the Plano Chamber yeah. Athena Award. Talk to me about that experience <laughs> and, what it's, and what it's like to be in a select group of <sighs> professionals that have received that award. Wow. Um, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Uh, Lamont, when I say that that was the last thing I expected, um, I consider the group of women um, that have been uh, recipients of that award to be phenomenal. They've done some tremendous work in their communities, businesses. Um, most of them have uh, ascended to levels that are just pretty incredible, meaning their reach has been broad and wide. So um, when I was fortunate enough to be not only selected as the Athena winner, 
I absolutely didn't know what to do. Um, it was a completely shocking thing for me. Um, there's a lovely picture of me, I'm sure, that floats around somewhere um, with a paper crown on my head with many tears coming out of my eyes, and I was completely not dressed and ready for the presentations. <laughs> but it was a phenomenal experience leading up to uh, not only the recognition of, of, of being announced as the winner, but also um, being able to just stand up and say thank you back to the folks that believed in me, um, who have mentored me and invested in me. And there have been a number of women in this community who have taken me aside and just kind of showed me the ropes. And um, it was extremely th uh, thrilling for me because my mentor, Maisie Moses, had won that award 20 years prior to me receiving it. And so um, she's no longer with us. And so the fact that she was able to not only attend the, the ceremony, just is something to me that I'll never ever forget. And so it's been a tremendous opportunity to continue to learn from the women who are um, rock stars, basically. So I'm not really sure when you would have time to do anything else <laughs> after everything that we talked about. Um, but something tells me you probably have some fun hobbies. So can you tell us a little bit on the rare occasion that you have some free time, what you what you like to do for fun? So it is rare. I love to read. I've got about seven hard copies right now of books that are just stacked up on my on my on my dresser. And at some point I plan to stop, invest in myself and take time to go through these books. Um, reading for me is, is like experiencing uh, something different. I get to imagine the characters as well as uh, interpret my own thoughts about it. Um, another thing that I love to do is laugh. I completely am engaged when I have an opportunity to not be serious, just enjoy life, have fun. And generally, if I'm having a really good time, that means that a lot of dancing is occurring that night too or that day. That's so. such a good one. I think more people should have a hobby of laughing. That's right. <laughs> is your, your husband the funny one? Oh, my gosh. He is <clears throat> hilarious. He tells his best jokes on me. I am some good material. <laughs> what I tell you? <laughs> so, yeah, laughing just makes me happy, and um, it's an expression of mine that lets me know life is not that serious. It's okay. Well, we're going to have some fun now. Okay. So what we're going to do is close with a quick, what we call a quick speed round. Okay give you choices you tell which one is relate you relate to i was going to say hardcover or audible but you already said you prefer hardcover, books so. old school okay <laughs> night out or night in night in sequence or metallic sequence because i love bling okay <laughs> favorite plain old restaurant Ooh, that's a hard one i love to eat um, <laughs> but i've got to select del frisco oh good one beach or mountains beach Cocktails or wine? Neither. I mostly don't indulge. Okay. Favorite book? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, but I thought back to it. There's been so many I've read, but one that I really, truly believe uh, reflects a really good story is called The Pact. Are you familiar with it? Um, it's about three guys who grew up in the inner city, and they made a pledge to each other. They were raised um, in single-family households, and they made a pledge that they would get to college. And not only that, um, they also made the pledge that they would go to med school. And so now they are three practicing uh, physicians, and that story is absolutely phenomenal. You saw us both write that down because okay. we're going to have <laughs> to take that one. The story didn't know there was a book. Yeah, there, oh, there is a book. Mm -hmm. 
Well, Pamela, I have to say I was I was surprised to hear of what you hope your legacy is because I feel like you're already living it. You definitely do a lot of good and you're taking people to the next level every day. I really have always appreciated how welcoming you were to me when we first met. And Absolutely. so you're a rock star. We're, oh, thank you. But we're it's all the time we have for today, unfortunately. But thanks so much again for joining us on Plano Pulse and letting us get to know you a little bit better. And we'll be so happy to have you back soon. And thank you both for allowing me to have the opportunity to share my story. Thank you. We also want to give special thanks to Work Suites for their partnership as the presenting sponsor of Plano Pulse. WorkSuite's full-service offices, meeting rooms, and co-working spaces are move-in ready with no long-term lease and minimum upfront capital. Check out any of their 15 DFW locations at WorkSuites.com. Want to join WorkSuite as a Plano Pulse sponsor and get your business in front of our listeners? Contact the Chamber to learn more. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think. Download the Plano Chamber app for easy listening. Share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode.